genre. I'm Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. Bueller? 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 Podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we're talking about minute number 22. Minute 22 starts with a frantic grace, and it ends with Rooney's rapid descent. So yesterday I said he was at his finest. He's at that top point. He's like a like a like a roller coaster. He's approaching yeah. that peak. He's reached his highest point, and it's just going to drop from here, plummet toward the ground. Poor Rooney. He'll go through some uh, some trouble before the end of this movie. Just loses control. Ferris got the best of him. He did. Ferris, Ferris planned, or maybe like you were saying, maybe he didn't plan for this and he noticed because mm-hmm. of what the Cameron way that Cameron said, said it. Yeah. yeah, that made him be like, mm. oh, I guess I'm gonna have to call. So he calls. And uh, this yesterday I misspoke. My note was for this minute that the first 10 seconds of this minute for Grace are just all gold because this is where she's actually like jumping up and down. She's like waving her arms to try and stop Rooney. Rooney waves her off. Right. Like, eh. like, I don't think writing a note would have mattered. Like he dismisses her because he's so wrapped in what he's doing. He's so proud of himself. He's very proud of himself. Very Tell ple- you what, very pleased with himself. He points at the phone with his pencil and like, like even like laughs a little bit. He looks so happy. <laughs> Tell you what, dipshit. His mouth goes so wide. He smiles. He points to the phone. Even though Grace is like, "What are you doing? You're you're wrong. It's not Ferris. Ferris isn't the one on the phone. Ferris Bueller's online too." And then we get that music cue. The like really intense. Ira Newborn, like, Ferris Bueller's Online 2. And it's dun, dun, this really intense, descending sort of music as he clicks. The the camera zooms in on him. He leans forward in his chair. The camera zooms in on his face. And uh, he just holds that stare, his eyes wide open. John Hughes mentions in the commentary that he wanted jeffrey jones to, to to hold this to keep his eyes open as long as he could like he go this this whole shot there's like a good 15 seconds before he's he blinks. not blinking mm-hmm. he kept it so like he kept it so well it lasts job. through most of uh ferris's dialogue so we hear ferris on the phone he presses the button and we hear him say hey mr rooney how you doing listen uh i'm sorry to disturb you at work but i'm not feeling very well today and i was wondering if it might be possible for my sister to bring home any assignments for my classes that i might need uh, in that middle of that, we cut to Ferris 
who's like getting ready. He looks so like proud of himself. And then we cut back to Ed, who's still staring here blankly, just like he cannot imagine what's going through his head right now. He was so sure he was talking to Ferris. Oh, yeah. He was saying things he would never say to anybody mm-hmm. because he thought it was Ferris. He thought it was Ferris. And here, irrefutably, it's not Ferris. Is Ferris online, too. And uh, he's just like, Crap. oh, no. Like, what? Dear what God, no. Uh, Ferris is like, thank you. And we cut back to him for just a second as he, like, straightens his hair and he, like, snaps his fingers and he, like, he's polishing up. He's he's done his job. This is all Ferris needed to do. And Rooney is shook. He looks down at the phone. I really like the the bell that happens. He mm-hmm. looks down at the phone and you see the light blinking. And it's like the yeah. ding, ding. It's really great. Uh, uh, once like again, pulses. once again in the commentary, John Hughes being like, "Oh, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be funny to to put the bell on the on the on the thing. It's just stupid." He's <laughs> like, "Okay, John Hughes doesn't like anything." Be shaking your head at me. No one can hear you shaking your head. Of course I'm shaking my head at you. I shake my head at you a lot. You're right. And I don't realize that like no one can see me because even though I've been doing this, how long with you? I know. But I do a lot of visual things and you call me out on it. Like, oh, she made a face. I'm like, well, sorry. I'm very, I make very, a lot of facial expressions. Mm -hmm. Very much like Rooney. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about the eye acting with Neil a couple weeks ago. He's doing it right here. Right like, here. It's so good. It's so good. He's sitting here and he's just like, his, his just, it's just so like, mm-hmm. he doesn't even, have to, he doesn't even have to react. The fact that like, it, there's so much that is being done and he's just holding this still look. It's pretty amazing. Oh, he's so good. Just with that look, you're just like, haha, you already know, like what he's feeling mm-hmm. and kind of what he's going through right now. Like, oh no. Well, because us, if we were first time viewers, like I was saying yesterday, like we now know that he's not talking to Ferris. And so we're like, oh, you've been saying stuff to this parent because you thought it was Ferris and it's not. It's not. <laughs> and so we're just like, yes, like pick that phone up. What's going to happen? And so he, he presses the phone with the pencil. I like that he uses the pencil to press the line back over and he just like clears his throat. And he's like, <laughs> look on Grace. Mr. Peterson, uh, you know, I, uh, I think I owe you an apology, sir. And then we cut. And it's like one of my favorite cuts in the movie. We cut from him to Cameron Fry Cameron. on the phone. Cameron Fry's in the house. I need like air horns. We'll play some air horns right here. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Fry's in the house. I uh, and Cameron Fry's like, well, I should say you do. Is that that voice he's doing? Oh, it's great. He's got this his his um the way he's talking. He's kind of like talking out of the side of his mouth. He's got this like really teeth gritted sort of thing going on. Well, I should say you do. Uh, this voice he's doing. We talked briefly about it. We were wondering like. Who who is this guy that he's doing? John Hughes mentions that it's a director that uh, the two of them had worked with, but he didn't know who. And I postulated that it might have been the director from Biloxi Blues, and I was right. It is their. Uh, I found a video 
of Alan Ruck <clears throat> talking about doing this sequence and uh-huh. saying, <laughs> Matthew Roderick, when they were working on Biloxi Blues, used to do this voice that was making fun of their director, this guy whose name was Gene Sachs, who actually won a Tony for Best Direction for Biloxi Blues, uh, which is kind of amazing, um, coincidentally. But the he was imitating... Alan Ruck is imitating Matthew Broderick, imitating Gene Sachs. And so okay. when... John Hughes told him to do a voice, like pretend to be an adult, do like a grown up voice. Like if you're a, a parent, you're a parent calling <laughs> about like a, like your, your kid, like what voice would you do? And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. And he didn't tell Matthew Broderick because he wanted to see how like how how Matthew was going to react to this. Mm-hmm. And so then he does this voice and he's like, and they left it in the movie. <laughs> Delighted. Oh, right. Like, it wasn't meant to be necessarily Mm -hmm. a thing. Well, but then also, like, as we go through this week, uh, I think this week in particular really shows the chemistry between the two of them because they've worked together before. Like, it really shines here that, like, oh, they weren't pretending to be friends. They're friends. They've known each other for a while. They've been working together for a while. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, like, make up the chemistry. It's there. Right. It's already there. And uh, and it it makes this whole thing, like, feel really authentic. And so I, I think it's playful that, like, him messing around with, like... In universe, I feel like he's doing like some. Imp- who is he impersonating? Like in universe, who's Cameron? This voice Cameron's doing is just a voice that he made up. Right, it's his go-to adult voice. <laughs> like he probably does it all the time for adults. Like this is adult voice. <laughs> Whenever he's making fun of adults, when he and Ferris are making fun of adults. Right, it's like when you go see a comedian and they have like this is their voice when they're making fun of women uh-huh. or making fun oh, of sure. like, a yeah, different yeah. race this or is whatever. His adult voice. This is well, like, I should say voice. you do. Yeah, as you do. It's like very like even it changes his face. I know. It's really weird. He's got this like kind of half snarl thing going on, out of the corner of his mouth. Uh, we talked about his suspenders last week, but now that we see them, I, I like, like his, his suspenders. suspenders. I do, I do. They look good on him. And I I don't know how I forgot this, but the uh, last week I didn't remember the name. I didn't remember what the symbol was on his shirt because we hadn't gotten this far yet, and I I didn't look ahead. And uh, it's a caduce. A caduce. Yes, it's a caduce. It's a, it's the symbol of Hermes. Um, it usually fe- it features two snakes winding around a, a winged staff. But commonly in the U.S., this symbol is used for like medical purposes. But that's not what it's for. Um, it says that uh, the modern use of the caduce as a symbol for medicine became established in the United States in the late 19th and early 20th century as a result of documented mistakes, misunderstandings, and confusion. Because the symbol for like the the god of medicine, the medical, it's uh, the symbol of medicine in in Greek culture is called the rod of Asclepius, A S C L E P I U S. And it's a symbol of uh, alchemy and wisdom, and it's a, a snake around a single staff, like a staff, not like a, like a winged thing like this, where it's the two snakes, the dual snakes. Mm-hmm. They're different symbols that represent different things, but they've become they've become interchangeable, particularly in our culture. So I like that he's wearing this medical symbol because he he believes he's sick, and now he's got this thing, this thing that represents like sickness, sickness medicine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which he'll cover up later. Which he'll cover up with the the jersey. The Red Wing jersey. We'll talk about the Red Wing jersey when we see it. 
but uh, that's not here yet. That's later this. That's next week, actually. We saw it briefly last week, and we didn't talk about it, so I'm just gonna wait until we see it again. That works, right? That makes sense. Right. All right. Um. There we go. Mischief managed. No. Uh, <laughs> Victoria, did you have anything else for this minute? I feel like you're very quiet today. Most of the stuff that I like in this minute is like the Rooney stuff. Yeah. Just the, the big wide-eyed. Because the look and Grace, of course. Because Rooney and Grace is like I really always love a highlight. Grace jumping up and down and waving her arms and really she's, just like, you need to pay attention to like, me. Like, she <laughs> throws her arm like, Ed! It's, it's, it's not even like what a secretary would do to her boss it's no. like almost like a friend like it's, look yeah, i'm trying I, to save your butt uh-huh, like uh-huh, listen exactly. to me like <laughs> you're digging yourself into a hole and i'm trying to help you or help 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 save you from like that. get your head out of your own butt right now uh-huh. and like i know you're enjoying yourself but that's not ferris bueller ferris bueller's online too he's online too. i really like her delivery of that line <laughs> And the fact that he, like, whistles when he gets off the phone. He's so pleased. He's won. Yeah. This is his, like, He's like check- checkmate. Yeah, yeah. For real. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> I just really like uh, Cameron's clothes. Yeah. I like his suspenders. Me too. It's funny because we've seen um, Ferris change, like, a half dozen times, maybe more than that at this point. And uh, Sloane and Cameron, they have, like, this is what they're wearing for the movie. Oh. Okay. Until the end. All right. That was everything I had for this minute. How do you feel? Good. Hot. Good. Yes. It's very hot in San Diego, you guys. <laughs> uh, we're experiencing a heat wave. It's very hot. If you're coming to San Diego Comic Con, dress lightly. Right. Oh, I feel sorry for those people who wear like big costumes. I'm excited for the big costumes. Tomorrow's preview night. Are you excited? I mean, you won't be there for preview night. I won't be for preview night. Well, I'm just going to be there setting up the booth. I think we have one signing in the booth today. No, tomorrow. For Who is it? Jeannie Koch. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, if you like... Are a fan. I know. She writes uh, fantasy, sci-fi. It's sci-fi. They're like alien. Alien? Books. But they're not... They're like... They're mass market paperbacks, and they have... Um, like, I don't want to say scantily clad women, but, um, <laughs> women in less clothing than you would want if you were fighting aliens. And they're all like, one of the, the one of the books that we got in mass quantities was called Touched by an Alien. <laughs> like Touched by an Angel? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's Jeannie Koch. If you like stuff like that, come by the booth. There you go. That's tomorrow. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. San Diego Comic-Con week. We're, I'm not prepared. Not prepared to go down there hella early. Every day. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Be there, be square. <laughs> be there, be square. That is a very old thing to say. Yeah, I guess I'm square. You're a square? I guess I'm a square. But it's okay. It's hip to be a square. Hip to be square. Perfect. Way to, way to, way, way to make me feel better. There you go. This is why we're friends. <laughs> It's also a song, but okay. <laughs> Guys, if you like our show, you should find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and review, because reviews make us happy and help people find the show. We would really like uh, more people engaging with us. Uh, we've been pointing people at our Facebook and at our Twitter and 
And I really always, I love getting notifications for people interacting with the show. It makes me really excited because I don't know, it it, it kind of legitimizes what we're doing here. Like I would do this either way. This is a passion project for me, but uh, knowing that other people are enjoying what we're doing makes it worthwhile. It is nice to know. It is nice to know. So please engage with us. And sometimes I forget that there are yeah. <laughs> any. <laughs> People are listening, Victoria. We're not alone. It's like, oh. They're here right now. Right now. Right now. That's, that doesn't do well for my mild anxiety. <laughs> 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 uh, oh. Uh, I need the Indiana Jones sad bell. Ding. It's a sad bell. I like the idea that there's a sad bell as well. As I'm going to ask Pete Mummer for it. I'm going to put it right there. All right. All right. I need your sad bell. Yeah. And borrow it from the Indiana Jones Minute guys. They uh they were uh guests on Jerry Porter was a guest on Mogwai Minute and Neil got a bunch of the Indiana Jones Minute sound effects. Oh really? Yeah. Oh like like he got them to use. Yes. And put them in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a lot of fun. The Indiana Jones Minute guys are using a lot of sound effects now. Neil on Mogwai is using a lot of sound effects now. We've kind of been using a good amount of sound effects. That's what you've told me. I'm anyway. legitimately going to put those air horns in. <laughs> and uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I, 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 I like that these shows are getting more playful. Because why not? I mean, we're all, we're all friends here. If you like our, if you like our format, if you like us talking about these other minute shows, you should go check out these other minute shows. Indiana Jones Minute, Mogwai Minute, they're great. Uh, I really enjoy listening to both of those as well as so many other ones. You can find them all at moviesbyminutes.com. Go there, find your favorite Movie by Minute podcast, and come back tomorrow to talk about Minute 23 of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Donkashi. Pucker up, buttercup. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh.